Let's continue with our daily Bible reading on this Friday as we are in Deuteronomy chapter 17. Now, have you noticed something along with me that there is so much in Deuteronomy about idolatry? There's so much about not following the wrong God. There's so much about reminding us of all that God has done for us in Deuteronomy, constantly reminding them about the Exodus, how God brought them out from under Pharaoh, how he saved them at the Red Sea, um, how he was with them as they go through the wilderness, how he, he makes this covenant with them and the Ten Commandments so they have some, some rules, some guidelines in which to live so they can be at peace with God and also at peace with each other. Isn't it something that every every civilized uh, 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 society that's ever been on the face of the earth, including ours, has something that reflects the Ten Commandments in one way or another, protection of life and property and marriage and family, uh, reputation uh, and things like that. And of course, the first part of the Ten Commandments being very unique about our relationship with God. But you think about it, throughout all Deuteronomy, um, we, we've got uh, just a reminder again and again of all those things, in particular, that commandment of God, that first commandment, to don't have any other gods before me. Now, I've always said that uh, uh, scripture speaks to us most about things that we're going to wrestle with the most, that we're going to struggle with the most. That's why scripture speaks a lot about money in particular. It says a lot about money. Why? Because God knows we're going to struggle with that the most. And if you think about it in your life too, oftentimes it's a money issue. Money issues can be things that are contentious between a husband and a wife and family. Uh, they separate families uh, when someone dies and uh, settling the estate and all that kind of stuff. So so scripture speaks a lot about that. God tells us about how we hang on to. And if you remember earlier in Deuteronomy, there was a fair amount about that, about our giving and our Sabbath and our tithes and, and, and all of that, that how important it is. Well, here again, we've got a, a, a reference in scripture to how crucial our relationship is with God and how our hearts so easily wander away from God. And every one of us worships. Now, when I, when I say worship there, don't just think about what happens on a Sunday morning, but our whole life, we're, we're dedicated to some Something. We're going to fear, love, and trust something, and God says we need to make that Him. Um, it's that uh, in, when we when we keep Him focused there, when we look to Him for direction, when we we have our mind set on Him, on the true God, we're going to have salvation. We're going to have forgiveness. We're going to we're going to know the God that truly uh, watches over us. We won't be caught in a lie. It'll be the truth. Remember, Jesus says He's the truth for us, and and so God warns them very strongly. And I know it's it, uh, it's tough for our ears to hear, given our society and our world. But you got to remember uh, that these are people who just came out of slavery. Um, they uh, and and now they're just getting started as a nation. So the penalty for idolatry is death. Uh, to be stoned, very public. Uh, to warn the people and remind the people, don't do this. It's to be a deterrent. Uh, God's law, any law, is always intended to be a curb to keep us from doing that particular activity. And the, and it can only be a curb if there's a penalty strong enough and powerful enough that we're going to pay attention to it. If it's just a slap on the hand, we're going to go, hey, no big deal. I'll take a few slaps on the hand. If it's something very big, such as taking someone's life. Uh, executing that person, then obviously it's going gonna, it's gonna to wake us up. And there's great emphasis on that in chapter 17. Uh, verse 5 says, uh, if a person is guilty of worshiping someone else besides God, that's an abomination to God. Uh, and it says at the end of verse 5, you shall stone that man or woman, so it didn't make any difference, uh, to death with stones. And what's the purpose in verse 7 at the end says, you shall purge the evil from your midst. Uh, that's why leaven was such a powerful picture. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with yeast or anything like that, but he said our sin is like leaven. It's like yeast, only a little bit, but it infiltrates our whole body, and that's why you have to stay so far away from it. Um, and so, um, 
that's where the, the, the command comes in. Verse 13 of chapter 17 says, and all the people shall hear and fear and not act presumptuously again. So he talks about our judgments there and, and, and the judgments that they make and, and make sure that they do follow those laws. And when people break uh, any of those laws that they're, that they're uh, brought to justice properly um, for the good of the, the society and the community uh, to deter people from, from doing what's wrong, from stealing or anything like that. Um, and then uh, uh, so that there might be order in, in the world. It kind of reminds me in confirmation class when sometimes I'll say to the kids, when we talk about the Ten Commandments, they'll say, hey, would you like to live in a world without any rules? And at first they go, yeah, that sounds great. Nobody telling me what to do and, and all that. And then after a while they go, oh my gosh, it would be chaos. <laughs> That's their word. It would be chaos. And that that's true. We need those guidelines from God. So, and then in, in the latter part of the chapter, he talks about rules concerning kings. Um, and God never wanted them to have a king. God said, I'm your king. I'm your Lord. I'm the best king you'll ever have. Because unfortunately, a king, when you give him that much power, he's going to start abusing that. And so God warns him, if you have a king, that king cannot amass that kind of power. He should not have multiple wives. It says that in that portion. Um, don't give him too much. An excess of silver and gold, he says, is going gonna, is gonna to turn him against you. Um, but you need, you need to have laws and, and regulations on him uh, as well. And then verse 18, kind of an interesting verse. You talk about the name of the book, Deuteronomy, Deuteros second, namos being law. So a second giving of the law, copies of that being passed down the line. And he talks about that in verse 18. He says, and when he sits on the throne of his kingdom, this is what the king should do. So the king's supposed to always be mindful of the laws, always be mindful of his reg regulations, his limitations, uh, true for all of us. He shall write for himself in a book a copy, a second copy for himself of this law approved by the Levitical priests. So that law has been carried down to us as well. Those Ten Commandments have been carried down to us. And thank God for that because that's what we need uh, to live by. So uh, again, just that repetition of warning us against other gods, we need to be we leery of that every single day. When when we think about the things that are keeping us awake, um, those things that we're that we're always focused on, um, uh, so easily we slip away we slip away from God. We need to get back to that. That's why you're in the Word every day. That's what helps us to do that. That's why God gave us the Word um, over and over again. So God bless you as you continue to read.